0: Thank you for joining for our special kids, where we openly and honestly discuss the magic and the mess of raising a child with special needs. We are thrilled to have you here, and hope this time provides you with some wonder and wisdom. I'm your host Jennifer Lansing. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Merry, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of you. This is coming out a little bit late today. It's actually Christmas Day and I wanted to get this out um, because this is a time that can be really tricky to find the magic if you're suffering or you're struggling. So, Noel, Dean, and I just recorded a quick message on maybe some little tips and hints that you can use to transfer some of that tragical thinking to magical thinking. I hope you enjoy. Let me know what you think. And thank you for being here and being a part of our community. Love you. Bye. Noel Dean has joined me really quickly because we meet every Wednesday. And today we had this really cool conversation about the difference between magical versus tragical. You like that play on that word? Noelle, you were chatting with me about how the tragic of life, so many people live there and they view their world from a tragic point of view. And then we started looking at, well, what's the difference between people that, that look at things from that tragical lens or... What's the transition to getting them to look at it from a magical lens? And so I thought we would just record this because as especially, I mean, Christmas and the holiday times is so hard for people. I mean, it can be such a heavy time of memories and loss and sadness and grieving what could have been. And so I think it's perfect to help people look at maybe the stages that they can go through to perhaps start looking at life a little bit more magically versus tragically. Sound good? Yes. So then we started going down the Google road and we started talking about the stages of change for addiction. And and then we started looking at the stages of grief, which anger and bargaining and depression, all of that. And so we decided to come up with our own stages of change for going tragical versus magical.
1: You want to start? Do you remember what our first one is? I do. And I want to say that, you know, we talked about this really in the context of connecting with people, parents connecting with children with physical issues that keeps them from being able to interact with them verbally.
0: Right. You and I chatted about the difference between looking at how I look at teal, where I look at Teal like I connect with the soul in her body, not the body. And then how so many people can look at a child with a disability or an adult with a disability and have that poor me concept the, oh, I, I, I just feel so bad for you that you're quotes locked in this body that can't do the things that I can do. I mean, that's really what it is. It's comparing your life to someone else and then putting judgment on it and saying, oh, that poor, poor person who probably just desperately wants to be like me. Hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the raw truth of it, right? That's how we judge. We can only judge from our own lens. And then we dove into the whole concept of, I believe anyone with any challenge is really here to help us evolve. Teal is here because she is a, I believe, a higher soul than me. She's on a higher playing field. And she's come into my life to say, hey, mom, I'm gonna give you these experiences so that you can one day be as high as my soul <laughs> with that old concept, right? It's like she's here to evolutionarily make me a better human being. And so I can't look at her with sadness. I have to look at her and go, wow, you really are way beyond me. Yeah, you're seven, but you are so much further along in your journey than I am. But that is a magical take. That's a magical versus tragical take. The other, the tragical take would be, oh, poor teal. Oh, poor teal, you can't talk yet. Or you're verbalish. Oh, poor teal, you
1: can't run and climb like all the other children. That's a tragical perspective. Or poor, poor self. I have this child that requires X amount of care
0: oh, good and point. what
1: I don't get back from those interactions. So it could yeah. definitely apply to that as well, for sure. Right,
0: or how other people would look at us as a family. There is truth on it. We talk about the magic and the mess. Like there is mess, there's sadness, there's heartache. I'm. Believe me, I'm not sitting here like, oh, peaches and cream, it's always lovely. No, but I have to choose 40% of the time to be like, get over it, Jen. Come on. Like when I'm still feeding her breakfast or when I can't just say, put on your shoes, let's get out the door, put on your shoes. I had a mom say that to me yesterday. She was like, no, Jen, it's a different, I have three children, but I can say, hey, you guys get to the front door, put on your shoes, get your coats on. We're getting out of here in five minutes. And I'm like, nobody has ever said that to me. No one has ever said, mm-hmm. Jen, you can't Say that to your daughter. Yeah, you can't just say walk down the stairs and get your shoes on. We're leaving. And I was like, oh, so she's looking at it, not mm-hmm. tragical from me either. She's saying, but I mean, I guess it's a little tragical. I'm totally blabbering on. Okay, let's
1: let's get to tragical versus magical. The Actually, I I feel like I need to ask you something first. Oh, okay. Why do you think this about teal? Why do you think of her as being magical, here to teach you things, like being above you in that way? Yeah.
0: Cause she is and she does. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's, it's the life that I have lived with her that I can't help, but not total double negative there. No, that's okay. She just has so profoundly shifted everything that I see. Mm-hmm. I I mean, from the moment she was born, that does happen for everyone that has a child. There's that moment of whoa, this child's magnificent. But I have just felt the presence of her being. Mm
1: -hmm. It's,
0: It's beyond a human form. It's just, I can feel her. And I know things from her. She teaches me. She makes me look at this world from a different lens. And that is a much more magical lens than I think I ever had before her.
1: Gotcha. It was missing for me yeah. where that mindset even like came from to help no. other people also see that's kind of the the gap that we're looking to help other people traverse is from where I am, because if, if it's an unfamiliar mindset, it's gonna take something to try it on and even think about that. So that that was yeah. our first stage actually was yes. denial. We could also call it oblivion, unconsciousness. Feelings of powerlessness.
0: That first stage we were talking about, if the denial concept is that person that literally just says, no, there's no other purpose for this child than just to be my child. And I am here to teach them how to live their life and hold their hand and do my bidding, I guess.
1: Yeah, there's. No other viewpoint available. Right.
0: And we're not really here to address that person, I, I don't think. Yes, that person, if you are there, you're probably not even listening to this podcast because it's way too woo for you. And and maybe there is someone who who literally just is here to listen to, for the science stuff. And maybe we will say a couple of tidbits of information of like, okay, there is more beyond just that denial. There is more to this, this journey of parenting or being in a family with this then meets the eye.
1: Yeah. And you know, seeing people as a soul in a body, that's a huge part of this mindset. Yes. Just like when people leave their body and they go back to just being the soul. So it's that lens through which it was like, oh, oh, okay. I can see teal that way. Mm-hmm. From birth, even before you gave birth, I think you had experiences of connecting with her as a soul. Yes. So the seeds were planted early on for you to experience her that way.
0: Yeah. So but man, say- do I wish I knew now oh. what I? Oh gosh, I would have been such a different pregnant person. Or even before I conceived, like before she was put in me, she's an IVF baby. If I had had that wherewithal, oh gosh, oh, I should just have another kid to
1: do that. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So next stage. Well, we talked about the resolution of that stage is awareness. Mm -hmm. And or let's say realizing this other mindset, being conscious of it, being there is
0: some like whether like that brief little nudge, like an uh what? Did did that just happen? That like it's that little glimmer of Mm -hmm. it's the dew drop. And you might see the the speediest ripple, but there was something that dropped into the water that caused you to notice. You might not have even felt anything, but you noticed.
1: Yes. And that could be something as simple as, I wasn't sure which, and I remember you talking about this about a hat for teal and you were yeah. like, I don't know, but it's supposed to be this one. Yes. And then you saw that she put it on and and, and she stopped crying. So it's like, oh. I That's knew a moment How of did I know that. Yes. That yeah.
0: that is the first moment that I realized Teal was sending me those little packets of information. That was the that was the dew drop or that was the little drop. Like, what? Where did that come from? And yet, it took another probably year before I actually connected that moment to when another uh, energy worker said, "Yeah, she's telepathic." And I'm like, "What?" My daughter's telepathic because I wasn't hearing it. This woman named Brooke, she was hearing her talk to her.
1: She's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, she's about
0: 12. (laughs) I think she was like 18 months at this point. She's like, yeah, in her voice, she's like 12 to me. But I hadn't heard her and I thought that's what telepathy was. You had to hear someone's voice in your head and that was telepathy. But that's not how it was for me.
1: Right. Yeah, totally get that. And a lot of telepathic communication is like, Sort of like somebody dropping an idea and a feeling into you. And it's not words. It's like, I don't know why, but I have to make a left. I'm not sure.
0: Right. Something or someone told you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so Teal sent me that little energy packet. And that was my first aha. That was when my awareness shifted from like, whoa, that was it. So that's that's the first thing that we're going to ask all of you to start looking for. That little. Dew drop. A dew drop. (laughs) Yeah. Love that. Okay, then what's next? So now you're aware,
1: like, whoa. Well, huh? Then what happens? Curiosity. Oh my goodness, what is this? What can I do? Wait, what can I do with this? Let me look into this. Mm-hmm. And that could include so many things. But now your interest is peaked. Your openness in your thinking is new. And this comes hand in hand with exploration. Mm hmm. Okay, well, now let me, okay, well, that worked with the hat thing. Let me try that with snacks. See how that goes. You may or may not get it right, but try. And all of us are intuitive. I mean, really, all of us are intuitive. And I think the worst thing for all of us is to be like, "Ah, I knew it was X, but I chose Y. I knew it was to do that 24 hours ago but I waited cuz I questioned myself and I didn't quite trust what I was getting or what I was perceiving and so that actually has a lot to do with this. Is- and that's
0: such a good reminder Noel because that perfect start catching yourself there. Start catching yourself going 24 hours ago I knew that. Dang it. Perfect. Catch yourself. Yeah. Catch yourself saying, "Man, I was supposed to take a left and I still took a right and look at this detour that I'm sitting in or all this traffic. And there, my GPS is turning me around and making me go left. I knew before my GPS told me, it's like, catch
1: yourself there. Yes. And I want to say something that feels important about that is it's one thing to know something and not do it. And then you kind of like don't trust your own follow through kind of thing. But I want to encourage everybody that that knowing Can build trust, whether or not you've actually been good about following through on the knowing. I want you to just be able to embrace about yourself that you've got the knowing. And that's not a gift. It's not a gift. It's not a gift. Everyone has this. It's just an ability that you
0: have to become more aware about, become more curious about, dabble with it a little bit more. Everyone has this. It's not a gift. If anyone says, Oh, I have this gift of intuition, like, nope, it's just an ability. You've got it. I've got it. I just choose not to be curious about mine yet.
1: Yeah, and and intuition builds. Synchronicities come in the more you focus on it. So yes, yeah, some people like my husband is the parking god, and he'll always find a spot. How much he uses his intuition to find other things like his keys or his shoes or his water <laughs> bottle—very <laughs> different story. But it doesn't take away from that he has the ability to do that. Yes. So applying it is a big part of this, focusing on it, kind of leaning in that direction and trusting yourself. If you're coming from a place of fear or anxiety about anything, it's hard to make a good decision. So true. Okay. So So now, so we're curious, we're dabbling.
0: Then we determined that the next real move, which is a pretty big jump, I think, is, okay, I accept this. I accept that there's something beyond me, and I I clearly remember writing. So Samantha Fay and Denise Carell are two of my teachers, and yours as well. And I remember writing them an email at the end of a class that I took, Mediumship One Hundred and One, with them, and I said, "I no longer feel alone. I know that I have a spirit team that is." every moment of every day, they are trying to support and help me. And that was my huge step into this is the new life that I now accept and I live. Yeah. And you probably know when that happened for you, like where you just were like, hold on. And it's different from blind faith. So I was raised going to church. I was raised to say, this is faith. This is what this is what you do. Ooh, oh, it's so funny. My fifth chakra is freaking out right now. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, that is not, that's not blind faith. It's even hard to talk about things that you just were told to accept. And this was me diving, having that curiosity, diving in, exploring it on my own and saying, okay, yes, this resonates for me. And I accept this truly into my full system of being. I love this. Noelle's getting a download from her team. What are they telling you?
1: And this is this is like when you learn how to do mediumship, which is what you're talking about, right? You can see results, you can see synchronicities, and part of how you know—and I'm a licensed therapist, so I can say this—part of how you know you're not delusional or having a psychotic episode because you hear things, you see, you know, like you things are you feel stuff physically, and but then you tell, let's say you you're doing a practice reading on somebody, and you say, I don't know, I'm seeing like this red school bus hitting this and apples flying, blah, blah, blah. And you're seeing stuff that seems a little crazy. I'm seeing like a a fluffy sheep in the way. and But then you tell, you build up the courage to trust yourself enough. Look, I'm not trying to make stuff up. I'm going to share this, even though I feel completely naked and scared to do that. But you open your mouth and you say it. And the other person's like, oh yeah, that happened when
0: I was in second grade. Right, a sheep ran out in front of my school bus and I had a bag of apples in my hand because I was
1: taking them to the teachers and they all flew around the floor. And you're like. (gasps) And our school colors were red. And so our bus (laughs) was painted red. So that's how you learn to trust yourself getting information is you hear from other people because it's easy to question ourselves in this way. Seeing results or seeing synchronicities, like you keep asking your child and you're kind of getting it right from them, like, I'm asking what she wants for dinner. And then she's eating in a way that she doesn't normally eat. So you're seeing the results. It's a clear outcome. Such a
0: great example. Yesterday, she just wanted oranges, 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 oranges. She walked over to the counter, grabbed a little mandarin, and literally bit the skin off of the mandarin because she so wanted another one. It was her third one in a matter of 10 minutes. If I hadn't been intuitive, Or if I hadn't been listening, I would have said, Teal, you cannot have another orange. You need to eat your dinner. But guess what? It was her telling me, hey, mom, remember I slept in this morning? It's because my body's working on stuff and I need some vitamin C for my body to be okay. That's a very practical example. I put six mandarins or whatever in my basket yesterday. I don't normally buy that many. But who knew that my daughter, well, who knew in quotes, that my daughter was going to eat three of them in a span of 10 minutes. That's a very real example of saying, hey, there's stuff happening all around you. If you just start increasing the awareness and the acceptance and like the, okay, this is actually happening. I am aware. Is this happening to me? I'm curious now. Okay. Now I'm accepting that it's happening. And now you move from, accepting. So we were talking about this earlier, knowing versus doing. I think acceptance is the knowing, knowing that there is something out there, knowing that my daughter's giving me messages, knowing that there's a soul in the body beyond a body. But now what do I do about it? And that is the, the giving teal another orange, giving her another one, letting her have as many as she needed until her system, her needs were met. But that is doing.
1: Yeah. And there's something that feels about connection and or sometimes, and this is a bit of a therapy term with uh, attachment theory called attunement. But I think that's every parent's goal is attunement with their child and being in the flow of things. Because yes, you could have said, you need protein, you need vegetables, I can't just give you mandarins. But you could feel like, wait a minute. This is more than just, and, and you know, Teal, she doesn't know, you know, it's not like you've got Snickers bars lining the counter and she just keeps pulling down the next one. Connection, attunement, and flow. Flow is being in the flow of the universe, listening. It's not staying stuck in fear. It's, oh, I'm getting kind of nervous. Let me try to let that energy go because I want to hear what she wants for this finding ways to get more connected to yourself with a sense of peace so that that kind of information can come in and be accessible to you. I mean, how much more satisfying could your connection be with your child regardless of anything ever coming out of their mouth when you feel that connection and you can interact in that kind of way? I mean, that's beautiful. And magical. Magical. (laughs) It's magical. So this whole concept is...
0: You can choose to look at something from the lens of tragedy or tragicalness, or you can choose to apply some of the things that we've just talked about to start seeing more magic, to start seeing the magical moments that are happening all around you. It's just how you look. If If you're not looking for magical things, you won't see magical things. If you're living in the trenches of tragedy, You'll stay there. And and a, a caveat, I know you mentioned this before we started recording, of we're not talking about someone who just lost their children in a car crash. I'm sorry. You you got to go through the stages that you need to get through that tragedy. I'm not asking you to go from poop to hope or <laughs> from shit to Rosa. You know, like, we're not asking you to do that. This is just helping you maybe in this moment as you're going into the holiday season and you're feeling heavy because you lost your dad or you're feeling heavy because you can't be with your best friend or your mom or so what do you know? Go through this list of, all right, I am aware that there is something beyond me. I'm going to be curious. Wonder what my mom's thinking right now as she's in her home in Florida. I wonder I wonder what she's thinking. I'm curious about that. Oh, okay. Well, I can accept that sh- I can communicate with her in Florida right now. I can accept that. And hmm, instead of just knowing it, I'm going to do it. So I'm going to actively send a message to my mom of, hey, mom, why don't you call me? <laughs> I mean, right. It would be so cool if my mom in Florida right now picked up the phone and called me. I mean, wouldn't that just be incredible, but like sending that. Okay. So I'm going to do it now. I'm going to try. And if it doesn't work this one time, it's okay. Try again. But it's, that's a very simple way of, 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 of we're asking you to try that stuff. I'm not asking you to go from complete horribleness into magic.
1: Yeah. It's not about being in denial about the impact on your, On your life and your mental health and your sense of well being when something that feels very tragic and is objectively happens. And I think the order kind of changed a little bit as you just described it. It was denial into awareness and then acceptance and then exploration and then attunement and flow. Whether it's your father who passed and you're looking to be more connected or your child who's verbalish. Maybe it's a tool to a more satisfying relationship with anybody that you can't sit down next to and talk with. Anybody, anybody, anybody.
0: Thanks, Noel, for this magic to tra- for tragic to magic, magically versus tragically conversation. <laughs> Hopefully, people got a little nugget there. And I'm sorry if I did <laughs> walk up those steps, but however works, whatever works best for you. But maybe these will just give you some some guidelines to start looking differently at the world around you. Yeah.
1: So whatever you do, do it with love for yourself and your family. We're sending you love. We're wishing you the best for your holidays
0: yeah. and
1: take good care of yourself. Take good care of yourself. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you found one or two meaningful nuggets of information to make your day better. If you think there's value in what we do, please take a moment to tell another friend, family member, or a caregiver. We'd love to hear from you at forourspecialkids at gmail.com. You can send in a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like to learn more about, or if you'd like us to highlight a certain person, please send that information to us. It makes our show so much better and so much more valuable for you. Our Facebook and Instagram handle is forourspecialkids. And finally, remember to witness the wonder and the wisdom within yourself and others. Until next time.